Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again to another word of encouragement for you, little one, coming to you out of Pastor Deborah's living room. Oh, you can't see it, but it's back there. Oh, and it will come through every so often because I don't have a green screen behind me. I'm recording here in Zoom and using a motion video as my virtual background from Pixabay. And every once in a while, you'll see my hands oh, like that disappear. And you might see my background, my living room come through. But please forgive me. I don't like the green screens. They're too cumbersome, take up too much room. And this little area of my living room is not dedicated as some people have a whole room dedicated to just recording. I'm sharing it with teddy bears, bookcases, desk, husband, dog, furniture. Mm -hmm. It's a living room where we live in. So I don't have that extra room where you can just dedicate it to recording. So please forgive me if my hair looks a little strange or my background comes through. For that reason, I don't have a green screen behind me. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. We're here in the garden for you. Yeah, and you might be in your sleep. You might be playing at school. And you've been brought or you've asked God to bring you. And we're going to teach you today in the realm of the spirit. And when you watch this video later on this YouTube channel, for children of all ages, or the parent YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms, you'll learn and grow. And so will your parents and guardians and teachers, brothers and sisters and grandmas and grandpas. Everybody will learn. Because I teach to all ages, all at the same time. So this word of encouragement for you here on the children's channel, is what does the word God mean? We have been working through that one word, G, capital G, O-D. So you'll have a good understanding when people are talking to you, or you're trying to understand what they mean by pray to God, or your God, or who is God, or what is God. You'll have a better understanding not from the world, but from words of spirit and truth. This is going to be part number three. That's right. Of what does the word God mean? We were working through some scriptures that was going to help us. But before we get back to those and into this word of encouragement teaching lesson, Part number three, Pastor Deborah always starts each teaching lesson in prayer. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching that you are bringing to us out of the realm of the spirit. Whoops, there went my hand. Out of the realm of living water for us. And I want to thank you for giving us a helper to be with us as we learn and grow. Little blue hat, Teddy, let me get him. 
See, there he is. Little blue head Teddy. Yeah, he's a sweet little one. Don't know if he's a girl or a boy, but he's cute. And little blue head Teddy is going to be with us as we study what this word God means. And if you have a Teddy or don't, or a blankie, or an animal, or just a pillow, you cuddle with it while you're learning. Makes you feel better. Yeah, I know what that means. Did you know Pastor Deborah used to suck her thumb for years and years and years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what it means to comfort yourself. So, Father, help them that while they're learning and growing, even here in the garden, they can suck their thumbs. Mm-hmm. They can do that, Father. Because they're all just little ones to us that you want to reach and teach. So, Father, help your Holy Spirit to come through the words that you have given us in your book. Your words of yourself through Christ Jesus, your son, your image, and your likeness. Help us to understand what the word G-O-D, God, means. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to start part number three. Let's do a quick review of where we were. We were working through the word and the meanings of God. In part one, we had said that God was a creator of heaven and earth. And he was a creator of the original, the first Adam, humanity. But that did get all messed up. That's right. And then we were learning that God is a spirit. And we don't know what that means. Some of us have seen these evil spirits in dreams coming through animals or people. Yeah, even talking through your favorite little toys at times. That's right. Some of you may have very bad experiences with these evil spiritual things who want to try to be God to you, and they have perverted everything that this God desires. But we were working through that God is a spirit, and where he is, there was freedom. We were going to be working out of the scripture, John 4, 3 through 26 of the authorized King James Bible. And we had been working our way through it. You go back and watch it. And we had just finished up with verse number 10. And the story behind the verses was this young man named Jesus was walking through a city, an area called Samaria. He was tired and hot, and he sat down by a well. And a lady from that town called Sikar came to draw some water. And he asked her for a drink. She said, why would you ask of me? You're a Jew. Because the culture was that Jews and Samaritans did not mix. They didn't talk. They didn't help each other. Uh, the Samaritans were actually considered dogs, very bad people to the Jews. That wasn't very loving, but that's the culture of that day. And Jesus said, 
if you knew who was talking to you and who was asking you to give him a drink of water, you would have asked him instead for living water, and he would have given it to you. Now, that was very shocking to this lady, this Jesus character, who she did not know his name. She just knew he was a Jew by his shawl he was wearing. She had no idea. And he's talking strange. And that's where we want to pick up here in part three, in verse number 11. So the woman said unto him, unto this young man named Jesus, Sir, you have nothing to draw the water with, and the well is very deep. From where then have you got this living water? So he had changed the conversation from earthly water and his earthly thirst to something about living water. And that somebody who she did not know yet, who was here talking to her, would give it to her if she asked. Can you imagine running into somebody like that just on your just doing your normal daily life? You would have thought that person was crazy. And sometimes people who live in a different realm talk like this. So she asked him a question. Well, you don't have a bucket. You can't put down. How are you going to get this living water you want to give me? I don't see you have a bucket. And that was her question to him. And it was a deep question that she was asking. Water from a well? Well, there's one here, but this isn't the water you want to give me? Isn't this living water, whatever living water is? You have no bucket, sir. How are you going to even do that? I got a bucket, but you say you there's some other kind of water? Boy, that must have been confusing for her. Verse number 12. Are you, sir? Greater than our ancestor, our father Jacob, which gave us this well? See, when you enter into a conversation with this G-O-D, God, through his son or his word, you're going to have questions. He's going to ask you questions. That's conversation. That's getting to be, getting to know him. He is helping you to sort of wake up in your mind and your thinking out of just what you're doing every day to look with different eyes and think with maybe a different mind than what you're thinking. Oh, you came to get water, but there's different kinds of water. You came to the well, but I'm telling you, there's a different kind of well. And yet you don't even see me have a bucket. And where is the well? There's only one well here, and I'm the only one with the bucket. So this young man was challenging her thoughts, her ideas in a conversation that was respectful. It had to do with water, with what she was doing. He was thirsty. Can you do that? 
even with yourself to your friends. So she's saying, sir, our ancestor, Jacob, and the word Jacob means slanderer. Jacob was the name of the man who later became Israel, which means prince. Jacob was his condition slanderer. He deceived people. Yeah, he deceived his own father to get the blessing. Of course, he did it at his mother's instruction. But God changed him and called him Israel, meaning prince. So he is saying, are you, she is asking him a question now. Are you greater than our father, Jacob? Which gave us this well right here where, where we're at. <clears throat> Can you ask those kind of questions of God? When he just kind of shows up out of nowhere? Maybe a dream to you, a vision. Maybe you're just doing your playtime. Maybe you're just in school or who knows where, and all of a sudden he shows up. So I want to ask you, are you still following your earthly ancestors, your fathers? Are you still giving them credit for things that happened long time ago? Are you just following the ancient culture and traditions of the past and placing their achievements, like digging of this well, their victories in war, their accomplishments? Or are you willing, as this woman at the well, to challenge those, ask the deep questions, are you greater than our ancestors? That's a wonderful question. How many of our parents do that? Well, this is what my mama taught me. This is what grandma taught me. This is what the elders say. This is what we've always done. So she was asking him, are you greater than our ancestors, our traditions? Are you greater than that? Can you be like her, seeking answers to deep questions? Now, remember, she didn't plan to come to the well to do that. But that's how God is. He'll interrupt your day when you're just doing normal stuff, playtime. Sleeping. Mm -hmm. To ask you a question. Then will you respond back to him and ask him a question? So she's saying, are you greater than all the victories of our ancestors and forefathers and our culture? So she's challenging his statements. Because what he was saying didn't make any earthly sense to her. She had been taught and trained that Jacob was a mighty one. But she was still stuck with Jacob. Or at that time, Israel. She doesn't even know that Jacob became Israel. He was changed. She's still stuck back with the old thing, the old, icky, old, lying, deceiving Jacob. Still following it. 
hadn't had any enlightenment, so to speak, about the Jacob that became Israel. So you can be following your ancestors, your parents, but maybe they had a change in life. Maybe they started off in one religion, you learned it, you followed, and somewhere along their life, they became different, but nobody told you. So you're still following them. That's right. Verse 12 is continued. And Jacob, who gave us this well, and he drank here himself and his children and his cattle. So she was looking back to who dug the well, drank from this water, and how important this well was to their culture, to their city. They were lifting up Jacob for his victories, what he had done. They were remembering the great past. And she's saying, are you greater than him and what he's done for us? Verse 13, Jesus answered her and said, These are the red words, which means Christ Jesus himself. This is a quote, him speaking. Whosoever, he says, that means anyone who drinks of this water out of this well of Jacob, this earthly well, shall thirst again. In the natural body. He didn't quite say it that way. He's saying, oh, this well here that you think is so important, this idea, this tradition, this culture, you'll be thirsty again tomorrow. It cannot quench another kind of thirst. You will come back to it day after day. Your physical body needs it. I know that. So he's explaining, he's giving credit to that earthly well, that it is important. But you will have to come here day after day. Your body will need that water. Verse number 14. But, here comes the good part. Whosoever, anyone who drinks of the water that I, not of the earth, or that was dug by Jacob, shall I give to him, to you. Yes, to you, blue hat daddy. That's right. Shall never thirst again. Could you imagine hearing that? That there's some other kind of water? from some other kind of well, that if you drink from it and this person gives it to you, you'll never be thirsty again. Never heard of that, she's thinking. But she's saying, that would be good. I wouldn't. Huh. Can you imagine what's going on up here? Oh, this is not what I came to the well today to, to get involved in meeting a stranger that I'm not supposed to be talking to, having a conversation about 
earthly water, living water, a well that's not here, a man with no bucket. Huh, this is a day to remember for sure. And this Christ Jesus goes on in verse 14. But the water that I shall give him. This person, when he drinks this water, this water will be in him a well. Like this earthly one, deep, ever flowing, free from ancient days of the earthly culture and ancestors. And this water that will be in this well, that will be in you, will be springing up always unto everlasting life. What are you talking about? I just came to the well to get some water for the day. Now you've got me in a cult, got me all confused. I don't know what is living water, everlasting life, ever flowing wells in me. Never heard of such a thing. And that is how God sometimes with one person, none of his disciples were there. Nobody else was at the well. He had this wonderful, sweet lady in this town of Sikor, all to himself. I think he arranged it. He sent his disciples off, and he, and he knew she was coming. See, God will do that. He'll get you alone and then enter in a conversation with you. This God who is a spirit. Now, she doesn't know that yet. But he's working his way there. He's challenging our thoughts about the ancestors. This earthly water versus some kind of living water. A different kind of well that's in a person that he will give to them. And it will have everlasting life in it. This was a day for sure that lady's probably thinking. This was not a normal day to go to the well. And just get water. And God will do that to you. He will disrupt your day. What you were thinking about, you know, your normal routine, whatever you do, your playtime, your school time, he will disrupt it. Mm -hmm. Now, he may not come to you physically like he did with this young lady at the well. He may come in a thought, he may come in a dream. But he could come in a person if he decides he wants to show up to you physically. Now, he ain't going to talk through your stuffed animals like the other guys do. Uh -uh. You're not going to do that because you would think he talks to your spirit. Verse number 15. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water. So that I will thirst not. Now, she doesn't know what, where this water is, what kind. There's only one well there. And she's thinking earthly thoughts still. And neither will I have to come to this well to draw water anymore. Okay, whatever you got, I want it because I don't want to have to come here every day anymore. 
and do a work to get some water. Now she's still thinking really earthly water, but she's given permission for him to keep going. In her statement, she is seeking not being thirsty. So she did not have to work so hard to get the water. Every day she had to come there to fill her bucket to get earthly water. And she didn't want to have to do that. Yet not really understanding what kind of water this young man was talking about. That was being offered to her. But she was still there in the conversation with him. And yet her thoughts were still thinking of earthly concepts and ideas, principles, Jacob's well. She didn't care. She said, I just don't want to have to work so hard and have to come here every single day. It takes a long time out of my day just to get this water. And if I don't have to do that anymore, then I would be happy. So I'll take some of that water that you got. Well, that's what she's thinking. And a lot of people, that's where they are when they're trying to understand this God. They're mixing earthly ideas, ancient ancestor thoughts, traditions, cultures, earthly needs. And they still don't have clarity yet of what these words from this young man really meant. Verse number 16. And Jesus said back to her in a conversation, go, call your husband and come back here. Well, maybe she was thinking, hey, you know, um, he wants to share it with the person I love. That sounds good. And it was a deeper question than that because he had some knowledge that she did not know that he had. And you will be asked this also, tested, tried on this point before Jesus himself gives you more light, more truth, more understanding. Because right now, this lady had a mixture. All she was thinking of was earthly thirst with some kind of different water, having no idea what this man was talking about. So he's going to test her now before he gives it to her. He says he knows she needs more light, more understanding. But before he goes any farther, he's going to ask her a question. And so the question was, go call your husband. And come back here. He wanted to give her more light. About himself. As a God and a spirit. He had to help her understand. Natural water. Versus living water. A earthly well. Versus a well inside of somebody. And she's at that point now. She's starting to sort of wake up, 
get an inkling. This is a, not a normal conversation. Something's different. But she has to be challenged a little deeper with test time. Trials of truth were to come. And I'm going to end right here. So I don't want to go too far. So God will also begin to challenge you in what you believe the word G-O-D, capital G-O-D, God means. You might have ancestors. You might have religious leaders, family members, the world telling you what God is. I just watched a wonderful educational show about a nation who has cults in it that serve devils and demons. And they go around and they kill people. They've been tortured themselves and traumatized as young children. They work for the government. They're sort of the unseen power source to get rid of enemies of politicians. They're given money and guns and and they're hurting people, children that have been so traumatized as children. And they're considered a cult. And the word cult means group, but it also means religious group. It means powerful beliefs. And they showed some of their ceremonies to call on the devils and demons of death and how they would carry amulets to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And how they would go about and what their job was for these devils and demons. Kill people. Terrorize people. And they would freely get to do that. And at the same time, there's people trying to help that nation to improve it. But you have to understand the spiritual roots. The spiritual things behind people and plans and purposes. Mm -hmm. So I just watched that yesterday to help me, what was challenging me in things. So God will show whatever you need. If it's about water, he will talk to you about water. It's about food, he'll talk to you about food. If it's about drugs or alcohol and how they help your body feel better because you have lack of peace, he'll talk to you about a different kind. Of peace. But this story was about water, and it's dealing with what does the word God mean? So far, we've learned he's a creator of heaven and earth. He's a creator of humanity. But then it got perverted, and he's not the creator of this mess. That's right. The laws of life are still there, but they're all perverted and twisted. So here in this story with this woman at the well, about water, about wells. He was talking and challenging this young lady, and he was going to challenge her some more. And he was going to help her to, inside of her thoughts and her understanding, he was going to bring light to the darkness that was in there, the ignorance. And he was going to challenge her on natural water for the natural body versus living water. So a lot of times when God, G-O-D, is trying to help you understand him, he has, will start you first with something simple, food, water, 
comfort, peace. And he will explain and he will challenge you to look at there, there's two levels. There's an earthly water that you have to come and drink every single day for your earthly body. But there's another kind of water, a living water that can flow within you into everlasting life. So let's end here before we go any further with this woman at the well and her husband and the test. Dear Heavenly Father, all those that were here today, help them to just look a little deeper, bring a little more light in gently to them. Let them start thinking about what we've talked about just so far, the challenge that goes on inside of a person. At first, when light is coming in, when they're just beginning to seek answers to questions, and they have to be challenged on their ancestors and their parenting and their religion and their thoughts and what they've been taught. Father, you know how to do this. And if there's anybody here that wants to allow you to come in and help them, to understand what you're trying to teach them through your Holy Spirit. And they want this relationship like this woman at the well. They want to talk to you. They want you to ask them questions. They want to ask you questions. They want a conversation with you. Because maybe they've never heard their God talking. Maybe they've never had an intimate conversation one-on-one -on -one with nobody else around like this woman at the well. Father, help them to invite you to come and talk with them. Get, and then tell them about the Hebrews 4.12, how they can, you can give a spiritual circumcision and help their spirit to come free from their soul. That is what's occurring with this woman. She's being circumcised out of her soul. She's getting a divorce from, separated from, slowly. She's coming out of the darkness of the earthly thoughts and the lust for water and the darkness of ignorance of other kinds of water. A circumcision is occurring, Father. Help these that are watching this to also have one. Father, you, I know you have to wait for their free will to decide to even want to talk with you or meet you or have you tamper in their life or their thoughts and to challenge their ancestors and their fathers and their religion. But Father, help them to be like this woman at the well, willing to enter into a conversation with you, talk with you one-on-one -on -one, to be challenged by you, tested by you, so they can learn what this water is that's in a well inside of them. Also, Father, help them to understand that God, G-O-D, is a spirit. And we thank you, Father, through your Holy Spirit for teaching these little ones today. And Father, we ask that you allow Teddy with the blue hat. Whoops, come back, Teddy. To comfort them as you have comforted him. Father, we know he's not real. He's just a stuffed teddy. But it reminds me and you of all the little ones 
that you're trying to reach. So, Father, we give you thanks for all the little teddies and the toys, the blankies and the even the thumbs that children use to get comfort and peace. Father, we thank you. This is your work. Let your light come in, your river as you can see it. See it? That's like water. See it? Oops. See the water coming up? The light is coming down. They're working together. So, Father, help them to drink out of your well of eternal living water. And help them change their mind from earthly thinking to the realm of the spirit where you are, where they can meet you and learn about you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Okay, I'll see you next in God. What does the word God, G-O-D mean? Capital G-O-D mean part number four, I believe. That's right. Until we get through this scripture and move on, which we will, we're going to cover words like Lord, pray, mm -hmm, worship, obedience, authority, kingdoms. That's right. Maybe the word traditions and culture. We go slow, one word at a time, because little kids need a lot of information. Adults do. Mm -hmm. These videos are challenging everything that you think is real and truthful. They are challenging religions and their teachings. That's right. I've had to walk this walk myself. And boy, have I been tested. I was like the lady at the well when I began. Did not know much about this God and his living water or his well that was to be inside of me. I didn't know really that God was a spirit. But I had to learn. And it hurts when you're learning because it's pushing out darkness, wrong, deceived, bewitchment, spells, that have covered you spiritually. So sometimes learning is painful. And it was for me and many times. I was sad and angry at what I believed. But I had to look at my parents and the world and culture. They didn't know any better. Some, a few did. But most didn't. So I didn't blame anybody. God healed me made me new, helped me to understand. And that's what he's going to do for you. All right, I'll see you. And what does the word G-O-D, capital G-O-D, God, mean? Part, number, I th oh, I think it might be five. Let me check. <clears throat> no, I think it's part number four. I'll have to do my research and study to verify. But I'll see you then. Bye. Enjoy your day.